All right. Thanks for coming out for the podcast and set. Uh, my guest this week is, of course, Mr. Jeff Hawkins. Hi. Yes. The theater that I built. Yes. The <laughs> now you, do you remember that? I, I put down the original down payment and got the keys and did the negotiating for, for your first round of classes at the complex. Is that true? Yeah. I don't remember. So that. I'm taking full credit for the pack. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember there was actually a couple people who, right there at the, when I was leaving the I.O., who basically like, I'll organize something for you. I'll, I'll get something. Yeah, uh, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did, I think. Because, you know, improvisers, they always say they're going to do something. Right, no, but my brother, you did it, I think, Alicia Gaddis, yeah, I recall. Yeah, I think she did at one point. Uh, yeah. Because you just couldn't be bothered to do it on your own for yes, a while. Yes, I wasn't, I, wasn't I wasn't going to have a career of any kind. Well, uh, how do you feel about this? Because we haven't actually had a conversation for about two, three years. Yeah, how do I feel about what, us talking? Yes, yeah. Because, like, Brian booked this, so I wasn't sure how you felt about it, to be honest. I, what, what, what are you asking? Well, I, I, I feel well, no, 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 a I, humbug. I, I literally do not know what happened when I had my meltdown in Phoenix. I don't remember anything. Our last show, um, we were at the Phoenix Improv Festival, and we did mm. Hawkinstroth, and I didn't feel good about how I did, which is always more important than how the, the actual show was. The last time we were, I was sick as a fucking You were dog. sick, but I was upset with myself, and my, my personal <clears throat> life had, al- and had already been spiraling out of control. I wasn't happy with the show. I was mad at you because I thought you were big-timing people or just being a jerk or something to that. But <laughs> you're making me feel bad, and, and you had for the couple of years... And I know this is a sh- you look shocked, and I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, okay, look, I'm coming. I remember the last time we were in Phoenix. I was lit. I was like throwing up. Yeah, shaking, sick. And and so as a fuck you to you, I took your bottle of Rumple and I chugged it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then and I don't know if I had said anything or done anything, but I went. I ended up taking a header outside the hotel and almost getting arrested. And people told me about this. I the the hotel room ended up trashed. I had pissed all over it for some reason. I ended up getting that bill. That's because you drank a fucking bottle of I know this. And then I, oh, oh, you have no idea how funny my, my, my father found this because we went out to dinner the next day. I was hungover for two days straight after this. I'm at dinner. And he's, you know, he's kind of a gruff man anyway. My mom is just like, you shouldn't do that anymore. My dad's just, you know, all during dinner. And it's That's stuff like that. Boy. And I just stayed in my room. <laughs> I stayed in the room for the next Day nine and a half. I missed the rest of the shows, just trying to recover and sleep. And everybody's checking on me. Is he okay? Is he? It's like I left the next morning because I thought I thought when 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 I finally sobered up, I thought, okay, I did I just rant all over Miles because I was so upset, and and so I was literally scared to talk to you for about a year and a half. Wow, that's crazy because <laughs> I don't because I just remember being really sick. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about you getting drunk. Yeah. Uh, and I don't drink all that much, which makes it that much. And drinking more. a bottle of rum is, is just fucking insane. Yes. Uh, that'll get. I don't think there's anyone that wouldn't be just absolutely shit can after drinking a bottle of rum. Um, but yeah, no, I had. I was. All I remember is being sick and wanting to get home. Okay. Uh, and I, you never, as, as I recall, I remember that was the time I also I, I had to do a late set with Bob Fisher. Yeah. And I was. I remember I told him I was just like, look. I'm just going to sit, and once I sit, I'm probably not going to get up. That might have been the second year, because we did three years. <clears throat> and there no, was that was year... the last show okay. I was there. Okay. That, that was definitely the, the, the last time okay, I was there. Okay, because the first year, you got drunk. 
and you almost missed the call time because you said it's in an hour. the show's in an hour, right? I go, no, it's in 15 minutes. The, the guys are up before us, and you had you had gotten drunk with a high school friend, and I'm sitting there backstage going, where the hell is he right now? <laughs> well, no, I have no I have no problem with our last time. <laughs> uh, okay, I, heard, I I I heard you get drunk. I was I was never angry at you in any way okay. or anything. I'm 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 relieved that <laughs> a show we used to do me, me and Jeff we. We took it mainly. We did it mainly only in Phoenix. Only mainly. in Phoenix, I think. And we did it a couple times in L.A. Yeah, when Brian couldn't play. The Hockenstroth, which yes. was a the Hockenstroth. <laughs> I was I was like the German pronunciation. Yes, yeah, the, 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 the German cousin of the redneck Billy Hawk That's that right. Brian O'Connell and I do. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it was a two-person. Yeah. Long form. Uh, and we we headlined in Phoenix for what three or four years something like yeah, that. Yeah, two or three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yes, that was always a good time. Okay. Uh, never. I, I remember. I I remember one particular year. I won the what the most committed award. Balls or out awards. Could I won. I won it the first year we did it together. I think it was something like I just I buried yeah. my face in your ass during the show. Or <laughs> yeah, something. we were wrestling, and you had buried buried <coughs> your face in, in my ass. At, which was at, at some commitment. Yeah. Right <laughs> uh, so what have you been doing since? Since you really pissed me off in Phoenix, uh, apparently. You know, it was just, no, I, I, you know, Brian and I still do festivals here and there, mm-hmm. which is a lot of I fun. I see that. The, uh, the, the, the Billy Hawk. Yeah. I see that almost all, like almost every time it's a festival, I, I hear. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I mean, we, we, we decided to be road warriors after, uh, I was on a deconstruction team that you coached, uh, called the Happy Time Rainbow Bunny Squad. And Great we decided, we decided, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the poster, the Kent State poster, <laughs> the, the, the massacre of Kent State. The person's crying with a dead body in front of it. It just says happy time rainbow bunny squad <laughs> for the poster. It was just wonderfully horrible as, as we like to put it. And great poster. Yeah. And, and, but Brian and I, I mean, we just decided, you know, at that point we had, I guess as the Bunny Squad, we had burned bridges at I.O. because of, you know, all the thing about being on Herald Night and things of that nature. And, you know, we originally, I don't know if you remember this, I was kicked off the Bunny Squad and Brian and I didn't talk for a year, literally. And I came to I.O. one night to watch you and Brian play and Billy Miles. And I was the only one in the audience. (laughs) <laughs> it was I, like a Tuesday at eight, and I was the only one in the audience. And I was like, "That I sounds like one of my shows yeah, at IO." And I, and I was just like, and I and I was already nervous. I had been around IO. I I had started kind of booking the back at that point for the Frankenstein. Uh, I had originally that went great. Yeah, no, that was that was like a good five six years. But but it was at the same time, Brian, you couldn't do it one week. And Brian calls me and goes, "You want to do the show?" And I'm like. You know, we still have issues with each other and stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, well, well, let's just play. I always enjoyed playing with you. I go, okay, fine. We'll work out our issues on stage. And we did. And it was funny. We did an hour show the first time, and it really rhymed. We had one person in the audience, much like your shows did. I think EJ Scott was the one in the audience. And and so we decided, you know what, let's keep doing this. And so for the rest of your run, I started filling in and doing that show. And I had already been involved in the Internet improv community since I was doing, you know, towards the end of my short form run, like in the late 90s, because that's how I came to improv. I was doing, I got stage time and I learned how to edit by doing lights there and it got, it was good, but I wanted something else. But we decided we were going to be road warriors because we weren't getting the respect we thought in LA. And, and as Brian likes to say, we're rock stars everywhere else except Los Angeles. But you know what? That was a lot of fun. 
a lot of money, but a lot of fun at the same time. But it was also a process for me to get in a better headspace that culminated in the meltdown in Phoenix, actually, because those first few years, it felt like I was basically there to carry water for O'Connell. My own neurosis was coming out on stage. If I didn't have as good a show as Brian, I'd, I'd be upset with myself <clears throat> right. for wasting all this money to fly all the way out and spend, you know, a few hundred dollars for 30 minutes of stage time. And now I go back to L.A. and I'm anonymous again. Right. I was really trying to, you know, I had a lot of ego involved in it. I need to build my own reputation because I had already been in improv 10 years when we started I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't making Herald teams. I wasn't even getting compliments. I only got compliments a few times. Like Martin DeMott, when I did Second City, gave me the first compliment. And that was already four years into improv. He goes, you're right. really good. And I almost started to cry the first time because I come from such a negative space from how I was, you know, right. from my childhood and stuff like that. And the second time was uh, Jimmy Corrine. I went out to, I was one of those people. I flew out to Chicago for their festival because I wanted to be trained by people. I, once I found the long form bug, I wanted to everything. I wanted to know everything about it. It interested me. And he just looks at me and goes, you're really a good actor. And I just started to bawl. Like, no one's ever said that about me before, you know, right. kind of thing. And it was just like, everybody's looking, why is this guy crying? I go, you don't understand. I, I, I went through IO once. And I was getting, you know, I, I always get those backhanded notes. You're really smart. You're really supportive. <clears throat> you know, those, those things. When, when you want to hear I'm funny or I'm good or, or whatever, you really want those types of notes. Okay, just to I get in for a second here. Just because yeah. it's a lot. Uh, that, I have a very shared experience with, with all of that. Because, again, like I sucked for the first four years I did it. Yeah. Uh, and I can remember, you know, Getting the com, you know, you're you're talented. You can sing. Uh, it's like it wasn't you're a good improviser. That's what you wanted to hear. Yeah, you're you're, uh, you're a good improviser. You want to be part of but the club. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm just saying this just because it's like that's every improviser. Every improviser who comes in goes through some some level of, you know, you're not there yet, but you know, it's 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 not. Uh, like I remember one of the first things I got put on a team. The, actually, the original version of the victim's family, and I asked Noah. I literally asked Noah, like, "Why did you pick me for this team?" I I didn't speak for the first two shows you saw me do. Uh, all I did last night was play a hooker in the background of some show, and he was like, "Yeah, but that's you listened and you supported as best you could." But yeah, I, but, I'm saying to me, it's like he didn't tell me I was a good improviser. Yeah. I, I'm just like, okay, that's something. That was something to for me. Uh, again, I, I I don't share some of your n neuroses. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I like I, I would I would try to share with you that all of those things are something to build on. Yeah. They're they're, they're not something to say I false I fell short because I didn't get everything yet. Mm -hmm. Like no, this is something to build on. But someone had faith in you. That that's the the non shared experience we have because I had gone through I O and I had I think I had pissed off the artistic director at the time and probably by leaving a bad review of the class or just something. Is I, I IO West or IO Chicago? IO West. IO West. I, I had gone through. I was here, like, when it was here, when IO West was here, I had started doing classes here, and then we moved to the new space. I missed you the first time. You, I was taking level six when you just moved here. Like, I met you doing cage matches next door because those teams would no-show, and then the Armando would play against the cage match. But 
you know, I took some time, did some workshops, and I was, I, you know, I kept, every time a Herald audition came in, my, my goal was to be one of those pictures on the wall. That's all I wanted. I just right. wanted to know I was part of the group. And, you know, I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it, you know, callbacks or anything. I had, you know, an entire team was built around everybody except me in an audition. And so I'm just like, what the, what do I need to do to, so I, you know, I had taken workshops and I had been getting good notes and I didn't know, but I wasn't a good <coughs> people person at the same time. So I knew that was working against me. And then I re-enrolled for four five and six with, um, you know, what would become the members of, of the bunny squad and the other class. And that was the time of my life. Everything seemed to click. And I was a rock star. For those three, I was getting asked to do shows. I was, you know, I had, they were two different deconstruction teams who both said, yeah, we both want you in it. I was like, this is what I've always wanted. I'm finally now, you know, engaged. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but we we started doing the Bunny Squad and we got put on Herald Night. And and we were getting reviewed. Um, as how we do it. And I'm just like, Please just don't let me get thrown off this team. Don't let me be the one singled out here. Or reviewed by like the by the powers that be. By the powers that at be. The okay. Um, and you know what? We I've since made up with them, so it, it's one of those things where it's not a bone of contention, but it used to be. But but we we get in there, and we had a pretty good show. It wasn't great, and and I you know I thought I had done all right, or at least good enough to stay on the team and whatnot. And you come in, and you're, all right, I got our notes. He really liked what he saw. He saw a lot of potential in, in this team, and he thinks you guys are doing really good work. And, and mentally, I just go, Whew, there we go. And then you take a beat, and you look at me, and he goes, Hawkins, he hates your guts. And everything, every fear I ever had, and, and I knew it was the beginning of the end for me on this team, even though even though I fought for you to stay on this team and stuff. I go, you had to have an argument over whether or not I could be on this team. And now I'm looking at all my teammates going, oh, shit, here we go. We're going to have a problem with trust and everything like that. And that just basically, I mean, it didn't kill me on the team. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't want to go out there if I'm going to be judged or if I'm going to be seen as a liability. I don't want to come into rehearsal, those types of things. I'm Because I don't remember this because hearing it, what it sounds like to me is like if it's clearly a position I was forced to be in. Yeah. As far as coming, like, wait a minute, you're not going to. I'm sure is that we're going to because basically I and actually Scott Rose uh, put that decon team together. Mm -hmm. uh, so this this was a team outside of the powers that be. What happened was you had gone, I believe, to Chicago, to and you lobbied for us to be on Herald Night. Because even right. though we were a deconstruction, you said we should be on Herald Night. And there, that was a bone of contention uh, with L.A., okay. a, as I recall. Well, and that, I'm sure if, if I lobbied for that, and then I'm sure they were like, well, then we have to have some sort of power over your team. And I, I was probably like, well, that's horseshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they probably did that that night. And I'm, I, I can imagine myself doing what you said. He hates you, man. Because, <laughs> and, and, and to me, it, it, it wouldn't be because of your work, it'd be like, no, this guy for some reason hates you. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck's up with that. And I'm, I'm sh I would bet you did not get thrown off that team. No, I didn't, I didn't get thrown off the team at that time. I got thrown off for I, something else. I, I got thrown off for interpersonal stuff. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, or I lack, lack, I'll put happen. it this way, lack of situational awareness on my part of something that had happened like a year earlier and, and then just came back to 
hurt me. But I, I remember also, in addition to Demont and and uh, and and Jimmy, you <laughs> one one of my favorite memories was going to your class. Um, I had taken you home drunk for the Christmas party the week before, and you didn't know who I was. But you came in with with your your whole I've seen every scene I've seen before, and you're never gonna make me laugh. Okay, great. So I go up to do a scene, and it's me and uh, Zach Krebs, and and he's playing a hot dog vendor. And he and he hands me the hot dog. I start to eat it. He goes, "That'll be like two dollars." And I get angry, and you lose it in there. And your note was, "I just love your your entire uh, uh, disdain and and just and just the 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 moxie of being angry." Like, no, you handed this hot dog to me. It can't be free. You you were the one teacher I had that didn't try to change my negative space, so to speak. That's the other thing that was really getting to me when I first went through I.O. was everybody was like, can you start with something happier? Can you, can you, let's remember the first time you were in love or when you dated. I was like, I'm 28. I've never had a girlfriend. I can't do this right Right. now. And I'm almost, you know, frustrated and getting angry at myself because it's like I can't channel those types of emotions. Like we did an exercise once where you tried to make me smile and be happy for a scene. I go, I can't. It hurts too much when I smile because I'm not used to using these muscles. It's, it's, I do remember, like not, I remember a lot of conversations that I, that I, I don't remember all the specifics, but I remember, you know, there was times when you and I would stand outside and talk. Yeah. Or we'd sit in the bar and talk. Oh yeah, when I was drinking real heavy. Well, no, because I mean, but you had a lot of this stuff going on. Yeah. Uh. And I remember always thinking, no, because I remember because I was always with you, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think I ever, you no. know, bailed on you. And I mean, I wound up, I, I went to Phoenix with you three times doing, yeah. d- 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 doing shows. Uh, and it's, it's, as much as I know you see yourself as, you know, this angry, you know, unlovable fucking guy, all I fucking see and hear uh, on Facebook or just in the community is how much people fucking love you. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I'm not. If you're not, you should be. <laughs> I mean, because if, if you don't see it in, in, in the posts, because it's in the posts, yeah. the way people respond to you, uh, the, the way that, they, you know, they, they want to know what you're going to say, uh, the way they want you included, you're, you're fucking loved and respected. Okay. Uh, if you don't know that, you should. Right. It, it's 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 very much looking through the lens of, of how I how I view things. I, I, I get that completely. Oh, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying it to make sure someone <laughs> fucking says it and you hear it <laughs> again. Uh, be, and yeah, because I, I remember doing those shows in Phoenix, and I was like, I never had to worry about being on stage with you, which to me is a is a high compliment. I'm like, no, no. You're right. He'll be fine. He'll 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 be him, and I'll be me, and we'll be fine. Something you brought up, I think it was with Dan. I did feel a little judged from time to time being with you. I wasn't gonna be. I knew I had to fight against the urge to be supplicant to you on stage, right? But but at the same time, I I, I always kind of felt a little maybe not even during the show because during the show I'm fine usually. It's that after the show when I'm thinking about okay, what do I have? Uh, okay, is he judging me now, or was he judging me during the thing? And I know you probably weren't doing that, but it was like one of those perceptions being reality for me. And I'm, you know, I'm in a better <coughs> headspace now. I think I remember because I'm re- actually giving you eye contact, which is yeah, a, a step for me. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm, I remember one of those shows. I forget, what, what, but I definitely remember it was probably the second one. Might have been the first. I'm not sure. But I remember one of those shows where you, I was definitely aware of like, wow, Jeff had a better show than me. Okay, right. 
uh, you know, and I'm similar to you. And then, like, you know, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, fuck what man. the, fuck, what the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm in a place where I was like, good for him. Good for this guy, man. Uh, and again, playing with me. Cause I guess I, I, I'm sure I told you, don't fucking wait for me. Don't. Right. Because uh, the worst thing to do to me on stage is to wait for me or to defer to me. It's like, no, be you and do your shit. And you always fucking did. Um, and there was uh, that took was, some time. That took us working in the in 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 the ADT a few times for me to get past that and get past the math stuff. Uh, because I really I needed to develop the for me what I use in my coaching as well was that I need whys and hows. And then I can build those who, what, and where's within the scene. And then it'll be a surprise and it'll be interesting and we can do something from there. And then I'll be intellectually engaged in, in improv with doing that. Whereas if I come up with, say, a premise or something like that and I'm searching for the emotion, it's a little bit harder for me to do that. Right. I think I, I, you've heard me say this, I believe, before, maybe on, on the podcast, because the way I play now, which is slightly different than mm-hmm. the way I impart trained you, uh, is I've let go. I, I trust that all the thinking and examination that has gone into the the about thirty years I've been doing this. Yeah. I trust that that is in there. Uh, and what we tend to do is we tend to think, well, if because if you think about it, you know more about improvisation, right? Just you know, right now, based on just just on what I alone taught you, you know more about improvisation than you can ever express in any one show, right? That knowledge is all in there. Uh, So you have to trust that it's in there. And when you're on stage, just whatever occurs to you first, that's when we get to be the like children. It's a kid's game. Exactly. I'm the mommy. You're the daddy. Let's play house. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like the, 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 it's, it, we get to be closer to our real selves. We get to be more yes. like our child selves because we don't have to censor whatever pops into our fucking head first. Uh, whatever pops in our head first pops in our head first mm-hmm. because it just fired across all the training in our brain. Yeah. And our brain said, here's the answer. And, and what we, what, when we fuck it up again is when we go, mm, no, I have to think about that. Yeah, I had to, I had to tell my students, look, it's, it's like running drills in football. You, you know the drills. Now go out and play the game as opposed to you know thinking mm-hmm. about what it is and – all that other stuff. And also, I mean, the thing I've had to battle against in my years of, of teaching and also playing is be more vulnerable, you know, be as opposed to kind of being the disaffected. Because, you know, comedy, the, I, I like to say the worst thing that happened to improv is they put the word comedy after it. So now they're just expecting yucks and yucks. You can use this to move people and and be artistic and act and do drama and all these great things. And you settle for laughs. And there's nothing wrong with laughs. They're all part of the big picture, but you know, it's that it, it goes into my own neuroses that that need to be accepted by a theater system or like you know the different theaters with with you know pull in this town, pull people towards going away from that so much, <coughs> and that's why I wanted to do that space at I O that I built up, you know, just to do things away from Harold and, and things like that. It's just, you know, I I. I for me, comedy is the opposite of stand-up, or improv comedy is the opposite of stand-up, in which the laughs kind of come out of some sort of hurting of vulnerability, right. or something to that effect. You know, I mean, even even if you know, 
you're not Albert Brooks and it's your own vulnerability if you're doing the Marx Brothers. Margaret Dumont cares about high society and the Marx Brothers are just trashing it or whatever. Right. Something you have to care about. Somebody has to care about something in that scene for it to be actually funny as opposed to say disaffected talking heads and there's room for that in improv. Don't get me wrong. I, I love being a disaffected talking head but but to, but to actually get that kind of guttural laugh or that memorable scene that people will come up to you four years later and go, you remember that scene you did? You know, there has to be that kind of care within there. Right. And, that's, and that's a battle when you're coaching because people want to be funny. Well, coaching's very different than playing. Yeah. Because I was, I was teaching the lesson of don't think on stage you know, <laughs> 15, 20 years before I finally ex- accepted it. Yeah. I'm uh, the same way. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's because it's, thinking is very comfortable. It's very reassuring. We're used to using our brains to function. You know, in and life. I, I remember another note you gave me. Everybody here should play to the top of their intelligence except you, Jeff. You're too smart. Be more dumb. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? He goes, look, and I, you know, That's a genius note. Look, genius you're, being, note. you're being far too esoteric with historical references and things like that, literary stuff. And look, just, just feel more. Stop being such a brainiac on stage. Well, that's, that can be the case with, with some players. When, like, basically, if they know one thing or they, know, they have one area yeah. that, they, that they're proficient in, they overhit that. And they forget to do the stuff you just talked about, yeah. which is, hey, how, why don't you play the person who's saying And that? for me, it was being the straight man and kind of feeding the absurdities between you and O'Connell, who are both can be both bulldozers on stage. And I was comfortable being the aggressive straight man, kind of you know, an, you know, being angry or upset right. or looking at you like you're an idiot or, or not, not you personally, but your character as an idiot. Uh, you know, just bringing all that back. And, and I was comfortable with that, but I wasn't growing, and that was at the same time, then feeding my neurosis that I'm not getting better at this. I'm just kind of there to carry your guys' bag. So, so yeah, no, it's, it's you know, it's, it's lessons learned over time. And I think time is important in improv, you know. Right. I, I, I think back to something you said earlier, uh, you know, you're wanting to belong. Yeah. Right? Now, to me, it's a, it's a combination of thoughts here. With everything you just said, you know, about, you know, how you view the work, how you, you know, how you care about it, how the the levels to which you can achieve in it, uh, and that you want people to achieve in it, uh, you know, you belong. Uh, to me, other people don't get to tell you you belong. That's something you you literally take. To me, I took it. The idea that I belong. Uh, when Susan Messing said to me so many years ago, the first thing you have to decide is that you belong. And as it happens, when she said that, it struck me like a lightning bolt, and I decided that moment I belong. Uh, and it, w- it wasn't that, you know, the, the popular kids liked me or anything like that. I was like, no, no, no. I'm part of this, and no one can kick me the fuck out of it because all I have to do is keep fucking doing it, and I know I'll get better. Uh, so... You, I mean, you already belong. Right. Uh, you, you're already a, a, a figure in the community. For, yeah, but for, for, what, for me, what it was was, okay, I can own my shit, as Susan likes to say. You know, I can own that I belong in this community, somewhere in this community. Now I'd like to kind of be asked to play. Now I'd kind of like to be asked to prom. Now I'd kind of like to be asked to be booked. I'd like to be part of a team, even though team dynamics aren't the strongest thing in, in my life. I know I need to work on the, that, and I do, and I did this last time. I had a, 
I had a really good experience on a team for the most part, but but it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's great that I own my stuff. And it's great that I have self-confidence. Now I'd like to be asked to prom, you know, that kind of thing. Right. In terms of a me- metaphorical thing, thing in terms of, yeah, now I'd like to, because because for me it was like, okay, I've, I was coaching and they said, well, you can't coach anymore because <coughs> you're not part of a main stage team. And I'm like, okay, great. Put me on a main stage team. Well, you have to audition. I go, no, these other coaches have to audition. Why do I have to? And then it's like, well, now you can't coach anymore. And it's like, okay, great. I'll go coach indie teams in the heck with you. Well, but then f- fuck them. Yeah, I know. Then that's not your prom date, man. I know. Uh, I, I, I've, you know. I've been kind of on the outskirts doing indie nights and indie teams and things like, like that. You, but it's, you tour. Yeah. You're, you know, a lot of the year, you're touring around with Brian doing Billy Hawk. Right. Having great success at all these festivals. Are you playing at All in Town right now? Hmm? Are you playing at All in L.A. right now? Uh, we did a show last night, but but other than that, it's about every three or four months. Every three or four months. All right, so that that you'd like to play more. Yeah. Are you coaching? Uh, no, my my team broke up. Uh, well, well all right, but I mean, and I'm looking, but but it's also one of those things where you know that's part marketing too. So I mean, marketing myself, but also, well, we can't see you play, so we don't know how good of a coach you'd be. So it's like it's it's kind of circular, but. No, I'm not coaching right now. To answer your question, now that well, I'm I, I mean, I, I I can tell you right now, we want you to be part of our coaching staff here. At okay. The pack. Um, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's been talked about. We're starting okay. to. I mean, especially since we're starting to introduce more deconstruction play and stuff like that. All or, right. You know, a few few people who know it better than you or Brian. I didn't realize you were going to seven nights a week until la- Brian told me last night. I think. I've, yeah. been out, I've been out of the loop. I kind of just unsubscribed from all improv stuff. I got tired of seeing people plug shows and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's just kind of you know, out of sight, out of mind type of thing, working on myself. Yeah. I, 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 if, 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 if you're in a – to me, if – and for me, it, it, it was different. Yeah. But I got to a place with, you know, with, well, with, 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 with the I.O. where I didn't want to be there anymore. Okay. I mean, right? It, I'm just, it was a, no, I understand that perfectly. I mean, it, Trust it, me. It, 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 I mean, it it was different, but it, it was still just like, no, I don't. I, I, this doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. This, you know, I don't feel like I'm. And, and for you, it's like, do you feel like you're being treated the way you should be treated? Uh, all these different things. It's like, no. So fuck them. Yeah. Leave. It's no. When, no. I know it was weird because it was like, well, I thought you know, I thought I'd backdoor my way into appreciation or whatever, building up that second theater there. And then after five or six years of booking that, and I never booked myself, which is always a problem because, you know, I always feel guilty, like, oh, I don't want to hog stage time just for my own edification or what. And then, and then just one night, it's like, well, we're going to use that for Herald Night now. I'm like, okay, what do I get? Uh, our thanks and appreciation. You know, and it's like you, you feel hurt, but you can't at the same time because it's not really yours. And I've, I've started to learn to let that go as well. Well, <laughs> I mean, to me, I think – they perhaps did a you know a poor job at giving. And you I don't want to turn this into trash and no, theater, no, no, I still no. like I.O. I mean, don't get I, me wrong. I'm, I'll, I'll be friends with Sharon my my entire life. She fucking read from the Bible at my wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, and, and, and this isn't necessarily her because there are all kinds of people involved in right. the theater. Uh, but I'm saying, yeah, I I don't think it's unfair to say that you may have been treated poorly. In, in that situation. I mean, you created that. That was a successful fucking show. A uh, lot of different people got opportunities because of that. And don't forget that, that doing that, you created 
a lot of opportunity for a lot of players who all remember that. Yeah. I, uh, last last week or two weeks ago when Middle Seat was here doing their last show, they workshopped that for the first time at the thing I built, and I couldn't have been prouder. I mean, that, that you know, I, I do take that into account. I, a lot of those groups are still playing or still trying different things, so yeah. And as you said earlier, you technically built this theater. No, I did not. <laughs> that was me but trying to do a bit and bailing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that, that, but no, but it was it was it it was stuff like with this because I was never good about like I'm a I'm a very good improviser, very good teacher, uh, but it's like I have to organize it, the class and everything. <laughs> I don't want to do that, uh, which is why it probably took such a slow, long process for this for this to build uh, because it's I basically was just word of mouth. Yeah, it's like have someone I'll teach two people and they'll tell someone that I'm pretty good and then I'll have three people. Uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, it's funny because I think you said something on, on, on Facebook about I'm going to turn this into a therapy session. <laughs> myself. Uh, and I did, and I feel <clears throat> bad about it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, but I feel better, so I, hey. I, I don't feel bad about it at all. I feel bad that, that you've been feeling the way you've been feeling. I feel bad that you've been walking around thinking I'm angry at you because I, I'm not, and I, I, I never was. Okay. Uh, you know, you said the reputation that you made students cry in class. Did I? Have you, did you ever see me make a student cry in class? I heard things. That's all I heard. I never, I, I never made a student cry in class. Dell made a, a couple yes. students cry in class that I saw. Uh, but no, I, I had the reputation yeah. of being very hard, and anyone who's, who ultimately ever met me learned that that translated into honest and. Probably yeah, right. I had the reputation I found out of being aloof, and it, and was and you know I can be aloof, but it was mostly just because of my lack of being able to give eye contact to people. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. At, yeah, at, it's at, like at, oh, Hawkins doesn't care; he's not paying attention to me; he's just looking around well, all thing. Look at me. That's yeah, I, I was like, no, it's because I have low self-esteem. It has nothing to do with me hating you. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> no, it took me years to get past that. I heard something. Oh, I thought you hated me. I go, why? Because because you never look at me on stage. You'd always look off somewhere or whatever. And and you called me out on that a few times. I'm just like, it, it's just something I, I've 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 had to consciously work on throughout throughout the years. Man, I'm not noticing it at all right now. No, I, mean, I, I, I said I'm going to give him eye contact throughout this entire right. podcast. The thing, is, the thing is, if you'll notice, it's also fairly normal to not look at someone in the eyes like all the time. Yeah. Right. It would actually be creepy yeah. if you look at someone who looks straight. Yeah. <laughs> fucking stared at someone the whole time you were talking to him. It's like, what the fuck's up with this guy? But uh, I think it's also just part of me working on myself and just, just. That's As what we're you all like doing. to say, owning it. That's yeah. what we're all doing. Yeah, and right? I think the, I think improv helps a lot in doing that as well. Just I think, yeah, I think it absolutely does. I think it's the one of the the best ways to explore ourselves uh, and express ourselves and bounce it off the audience and other players and other people. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw this out to the audience Please, for any question, eviscerating too. questions you have for Jeff. Eviscerating. <laughs> Yeah, right there. You both have played with each other a bunch of times. What are um, attributes you admire each other in each other as as players? Love fest. You're asking a love fest question. <laughs> what what <laughs> attributes do we admire? I mean, Jeff is brutally honest, uh, <laughs> super smart, knows his game through and through, uh, and he's not afraid to play anything you ask him to play. Uh, 
There's nothing wrong with this guy's game. He's I might, I might sometimes get self-conscious about, but, but I'll try it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. But the thing is, that's even cooler. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I, I know I've played with you and ha- had you do shit. Character where like, stuff is where you're, sometimes. You're just like, I'm, I know he doesn't want to do this, but look at him. He's fucking doing it. For 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 you, I, 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 every time I think you've already gone as dark as you can possibly go, you dig and you continue digging. I'm just amazed by it because th- those things fascinate me on stage. I'm like, okay, let's see where we go with this. And 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 both you and O'Connell have such an ability I can't to turn a crowd against you for a split second, but bring them back on your side. I can't do that necessarily. Once they turn on me, they're <laughs> after me, man. Like, ah, he really means that terrible thing he just said. You that's know? that's funny because I was I was actually thinking about this. I think just last night, I was thinking about how people perceive like someone who what like someone someone might say like me, me and O'Connell play very dark. And I'm like, well, that's one aspect of our play. Well, it's truthfully dark. I mean, it's well, not. No, it's but not it, a- here's here's the thing. What it is is, it, is it's part of the play. Like. I've I've never done an entire piece yeah. that was just all dark. No. I'm like, no, that would be Nor horrible. Nor should you. No. But I've been in groups yes. where no one else was willing to go dark. Yeah. So I always went dark. Uh-huh. And then and then that becomes, oh, you're just fucking dark. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to balance this fucking piece. Yeah. Because everyone else is being like, you know, sunshine and yeah, laughter. You, yeah, like, you can't oh, you can't stay in that dark space for, but you also can't just be sweetness and light every for 25 minutes. You're, you're yeah, I think you want it all in a, in a good piece. Yeah. Anything else? Yes, sir. Uh, hey. Hi. First, uh, thanks for sharing your story. I can identify with a, a lot of that, so that feels good. Um, secondly, uh, Decon, how did you? What was your first impressions going in, and what did you learn coming out of it? Because I'm learning that as well, and I love it. I had learned it a different way the first time through IO, where they were just doing well. It's character, theme, or location, and you pick a different scene after that. With him, what I learned is, I and this is what I really interesting i don't have to be that defensive comedic guy here i can do drama here i can talk about all those neuroses and things that are in my head and get them out here like especially in that top scene that top information scene i loved doing that even though i was basically known as a stand-up who was acting at that time because it's like okay i can do something different that 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 extends my comfort zone here and I can be real and I can emote and things like that and I really really loved doing that and that's you know when O'Connell and I now do our kind of modified thing we drop that real scene somewhere in the middle of the piece just to throw people off after we're doing bits and stuff like that and really, I told him that yeah you did <laughs> I told him that as the we call, that came we, up we with call it, we call ourselves missionaries for your church so <laughs> I mean yeah, but that's what I got out of it, really, was. And also just how smart it could be, rather than going for, like, reference is to other scenes and it being derivative of itself. All right. Anyone? Anything else? Anything else for Jeff? You can really stick it to him right Come now. Come on. I said three questions, or I'm not doing improv. <laughs> I have two. Give me one. Is that, is that John Abbott? What was that? Up there. Yes, sir. Hey, I got one for you there. Are you doing a bit? Uh, if you could go back to uh, when you sort of uh, s- like started doing your journey after doing improv after ten years, like so at that point, like what would you change about your mindset if you had the chance? I would be more supportive of other people's success. 
because I always viewed it, if I looked at them and I didn't think they were as good as me and they were getting opportunities of me, or if they had, I, in my mind, fucked me over somehow politically at a theater or something like that, I could not let that go. And I would hold on to grudges like they were a warm, funny, fuzzy bunny in my hands. And just, and just I, I, I couldn't allow compliments for other people to go by without a little snark of some kind to make myself feel better. And it was very right. petty. And I, and I admit that. And I, I viewed it as a zero-sum game. Like there was only enough, there's only enough improv love, love for, for a certain number of people. So I can't, you know, if, if, if they're giving all them the compliments, then I can't possibly get a compliment right now. And I, I was also at the same time not situationally aware of how negative I was being at times when I was being kind of critical. I wasn't all the time being purposefully hurtful, but I was sometimes being inadvertently hurtful. That's a great fucking answer. Uh, so let's leave that there and let me and you do a set. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's going to happen now is me and Jeff are going to do about 25 minutes of long form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Watch. Watch. Never thought I'd be a father. Talking about, are you talking baseball. About, are you talking? Are you talking bad about baseball? Yes. 
It's a terrible game. It's a boring. It's a game for old right. people and children. Now we have two bad things about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna go back and, and no, retcon this? No, you couldn't play baseball, and because of that, you chose to hate baseball. It's the American sport. It's the American pastime. It can it's happen. Great. All right. Fine. Well, why don't you move to wherever you ordered Natasha from? Because <laughs> you don't want to be an American. Does anyone give me a work visa? You tried to move? You tried to move out of the country? You tried to move away from you? What? I can play baseball. What's wrong with me? Baseball. It's about our. You didn't even know my wife's name. I knew it once you reminded me that it was she was your wife. You talk for twenty years and you come back for the birth of my child. Well, it's something. <laughs> Here I am. And I didn't necessarily hold it against you, but since you've been holding things against me all this time. I've been gone for 20 years. Yeah. Why? How do you think I knew about the birth of your child? All my emails, my phone messages. Exactly. My hunting you down so that exactly. you can be a part of his or her life, whichever sex it is. That's exactly how I knew. Because you wouldn't let it go. <laughs> And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna be a grandfather to this to this kid. Whoever it turns out to be. Boy, girl. Either way, I'm good. I thought you had a third option. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk what might happen. Weird shit happens sometimes in <laughs> Why? I was reading the inquirer about some kid born with a snake head. <laughs> I, hope I don't, don't think that can happen between two humans. I just hope you don't get a snakehead, baby. <laughs> I don't think either Natasha and I have a snake recessive gene in our gene pool. By the way, I didn't come up empty-handed. All right. Okay. I bought you a rifle. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn how to use it. 
Maybe I'll pawn it. Don't you pawn this gun. Later, not now. I just meant later if I don't need it. I made this gun. You made a gun? <laughs> yeah. The Woodstock barrel and, and the metal, you did all that yourself? Yep. You were an accountant? Yeah, I was. <laughs> look, look. Look at me. I'm looking. Look at me. I'm looking. Okay, my turn. No! No! Yes! Me! I'm winning! Look at me! I'm beating you! Look at- No! You're terrible at this! No! Look at me! You just went in a circle. Stop. Don't 
kind of get up, or, you know, worried and about the afterlife and soul. Well, she's got a point about the church and rent and hell, though. <laughs> You've been feeling her that. Well, you never liked coming Sunday mornings. Well, they, they stopped making You never pancakes. liked waking up. You complained the entire time. Yeah, I, I don't want to sing hymns today. Look, look, they stopped making pancakes. They stopped making pancakes. They used to make pancakes. You could have them right after church. You go over to the gym and you have some pancakes. So your soul was for sale. Every man's soul is for sale. <laughs> my, my price? Pancakes. pancakes. <laughs> right after church. Yes, sir, there's a God, kids. Don't worry about it. And you're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even doing anything. God to loves you. losers. Don't worry about it. No, he doesn't. Don't, don't, make my, don't make my boy a loser. God don't love... Look, you ain't winning, but God doesn't love losers. Jesus lost to the Romans. <laughs> Jesus, was, Jesus was a man. He was a man just like any other man. And a lot of people believe he got married and had kids. I know it's not what they tell you in church. They're too busy telling you about how he got nailed to a fucking cross. <laughs> right? Why do they tell you that? You're fucking five years old. Why are they telling you that? Don't cuss at the kids. What? Don't cuss at the kids. I'm cussing in general. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you so upset? What's got you so upset? All right. Losers. Good, good. I, yeah, you, you just keep believing that. <laughs> you 
something that I couldn't be. You know, he wanted me to be this all-American macho guy, and I couldn't be that in his eyes, so he kind of just, he gave up on me, to be honest with you. My father, too, he wanted me to be boys. <laughs> I was not boys, so he sold me to you. My father wanted me to be more of a man than he thinks I am. You know, he wanted me, me to join the military. He wanted me to go well, see me, the world. Me too. My father wanted me to be more of a man than I am. He wanted me to be a man. I am a woman. You're enough, okay? You're enough. And you are enough. <laughs> and Svetlana's enough, too. Svetlana. <laughs> yes, that's a beautiful name for such a beautiful girl. I know nothing about women. I, and I hope so, because I'm scared to death that I'm going to mess her up, and I'm going to try and treat her like a boy, like like my father. That would be okay if you treat her like boys, treat her like girls, treat her like persons. No, we want her to make her own decisions. We don't want to push her into anything. She was just born. Uh, she needs to be treated like something. She needs to be, you know, parented. Do you think we're right? I mean, it's not too late. To it is the most natural thing in the world to care for a baby. <laughs> yes. <coughs> oh. Oh. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> I, yeah. I was a virgin when we. reputation that we have, that Americans go out in the world and they spread their seed. So you are for me and I am for you. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. And I oh, know you'll be there and I know... Oh, no fighting. No. <laughs> oh, God. 
both of those types of things. You would be a good father. I hope so. Listen to you. You are looking out for your daughter and the words she hears when she is only 11 weeks old. I just don't want to have the same relationship that I was my father and I had. So your, your father, he gave us his, your beautiful gun. Yeah, that. Yeah. And then he left. Yeah, I, I, uh, I said I didn't want the gun. Why would you not want gun? Because something, somebody may get hurt, possibly me, that I don't really know how to use a gun. But what if they come for us? Who is coming for us? Oh, there's always somebody coming for us. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. That's just things that they feed you to, to, to buy guns. Really? Yes. No one's ever coming for you? We, we, you're out of Russia. Nobody does that here in America. That's what we hear about Russians, is that the government's always after people. They are, they're always after people. Still? Yes. Huh. Oh, for the love of Christ, get me out there, they are. <laughs> Open your mouth, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good with that. <laughs> I'm on strike. You're on strike? I'm on strike. I don't need this crap. I'm not going back to my desk. I'm not going back there. Alright, we're adults. We should be able to do what, you know, we should be able to wear headphones, for God's sake. And I know that seems weird to get angry about, but you know what? I mean, I can do my work. I can do eight hours worth of work, wear headphones, and listen to the, and answer the phone when they call me. I need something other than staring at a computer all day doing a spreadsheet. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I could go on, but I feel like I'd be wasting your time. Oh, yeah, you're, you're wasting my time. <laughs> oh. Mr. Important, what else did you have to do on break? Uh, on break? Yeah. You think I take breaks? I don't take breaks. All right, I have to make sure all you assholes do your jobs. Yeah, well, you don't have to micromanage either. I, I don't have to micromanage? No. What do you think this is? <laughs> I came out of my office. Gotta hear one of you a-holes out here yelling, I'm on strike. And I'm like, oh, great, this shit again. And I thought, I don't do it. Oh, hold on, I don't do it that much. Hey, it's not just you. There's a lot of a-holes in this office that, that you go on strike again. You think that means it's indicative of a problem in the office culture, perhaps? Yeah, maybe I hired a bunch of assholes. No, 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 maybe you're a microbiome. He's dead. How about that? All right. Maybe it's you. Maybe all of us are sane, and you're the nutball. Maybe you're the ass pecker. <laughs> Fair enough. There's a logic to that. Maybe if you all lightened you up a bit, we wouldn't be out here ranting all the fucking time about how hard this work is. 
long break. Take a nice long break. Go for a walk. Jerk off in the park. Right? I don't care. You know, fix yourself. Then come back here and draw some goddamn Garfield cartoons. <laughs> Tins of lasagna can that fucking cat eat? Yeah, an, an infinite amount. <laughs> There's no limit to the amount of lasagna Garfield can eat. No, no. You know what? One more fucking shirt with normal, and I'm gonna cut your dick off. It's like a scrappy dude. Cut your dick off. Why would you cut my dick off? Because what kind of move is that? It's a superfluous character. We don't need it in the goddamn strip. Yeah, but why do why why does that result in my dick getting cut off? Because it means something to you. You said jerk off in the park. I figured your dick meant something. It does mean something. I don't do like you say you cut my dick off. Hold on, let, let's explore that for a second. Do you go around jerking off in parks whenever you feel like you're Hey! For some reason? Hey, hey look, it's a merry-go-round. I only jerk off in the park once in a while. <laughs> I don't go jerking off in the park all the time, all right? So do you go to various kinds of parks to jerk off, or just one? The type with trees. Like you go to a water park and jerk off all the time when you see someone nice in a bikini. You draw some fucking Garfield cartoons <laughs> and stop threatening my dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll draw one, but I'm not going to have Odie in it. Nice dowry for you. 
would be very comfortable in my old age. <laughs> I wish you had played softball, though. <laughs> yes. I've, I've come to accept that, that you selling me to, to a man <laughs> was, you know, your prerogative. You'll be taken care of, and I'll, I'll and, and I'll be taken. Well, once I found out they were coming after us, I had to. <laughs> if only we had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault, and your mother paid the price. <laughs> well, you're no longer mine. Oh, they're they're playing that song you request. And the cats and the babies <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh, Thank you so much for hanging out with the podcast. Set. Uh, yeah,